Doctor says to a patient, I got good news and bad news, son. Which one do you want? Patient says, give me the good news, doc. Doc says, your results said you have 24 hours to live. Patient says, you got worse news? What could be worse than that? Doctor says, I couldn't get a hold of you yesterday. And that's how we're going to kick that one off. All right. Welcome back. This is Lost Boys Cypher Circle. If you didn't know, if you haven't been watching for the last 24, it's 26 or 25, 26 episodes. Um, this is home of all things artistic and all those who feel lost in the world. Um, it's a safe place to come and get your thoughts and feelings heard and connect with other artists and like-minded individuals. Uh, if you want to come on the show, you can hit me up on Facebook at Dylan Lawler or um, on Gmail at lostboy420x at gmail.com. That's lostboy420x at gmail.com. And make sure y'all go subscribe and follow on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Samsung, and anywhere else you find your podcast nowadays. We are officially everywhere. So please go like, subscribe, leave a comment. Uh, it all helps, man, and we appreciate your support. Um, we are also accepting uh, donations. Uh, I know cash is tight right now, but anything from $0.10 cents to $10 will help. Uh, we are accepting donations on Cash App at LostBoy420X, Venmo at LostBoy420X, or PayPal at LostBoy420X. So um, if you'd like to support the channel that way, go ahead and do that. And tonight we are also accepting live comments, live questions, live feedback. So go ahead, hit the comment section. Go ahead right now and hit the comment section and with your questions and we'll get to them throughout the show. Um, we might have a surprise guest tonight. It might just be me and one other guest. We'll see how it goes. We're going to kind of uh, try to do a mellow show tonight and uh, just play it by ear and see how things go. So, um, as always, man, before we get started, I, I like to give everybody a few mental health resources to reach out to um, in case they're seeking some other help other than the people in their lives. I do always say, though, there are, whether you think there are or not, there's always someone you can reach out to in your life. Like there's a coworker, there's a friend, there's like you can message me. Um, but if you are looking for some outsized resources, um, we have, um, you can text 988, they're a lifeline crisis hotline. You can also go to their website and they have um, trained professionals on hand to help give you some guidance. And we also have BetterHelp um, and they will hook you up with an online therapist and switch it out for you if you don't like it. They'll do text, call, video chat, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, and they're one of the most comfortable, cheap options that people find nowadays. So hope you all find some help there. Um, and like I said, man, just keep your head up. And as I always say, you know, this show is to connect and express yourself and to be open-minded. Uh, and sometimes we talk about some triggering topics. So as I always say, you know, I want to give a quick trigger warning if anyone needs to cut out. Um, we absolutely understand for any reason. Uh, no one will hold it against you. But with that being said, I'm hoping we can get into it and have a good show tonight. So uh, without further ado, our guest tonight, our only guest barring any uh, interruptions from su possible surprise guests, um, is Mr. KC. So y'all know him, but let me uh, let me play his flyer and get him up here. And make sure y'all go follow him at TikTok, on TikTok at KC790. I gather up all my problems and I put them in a bucket, but why? 
So I can dump and solve them if they have a solution, but my demons are dispositioned, so to me there is no competition. I'm in this for my own operations. If you ain't feeling so hot, then alright. My mind's already missing from its spot, unscrewed from its knot. No, I am not feeling so hot. These feelings are not simply dropped. They escalate, bring masquerades, and on the fox and the whole hit between this mass this elevator is brought. So no, I am not okay. What's up, man? How you What's doing? Up, you you look a lot healthier and in a better state of mind than in that uh, fucking thing. I gotta say that trailer. I was tired as fuck. I feel you, bro. But it, honestly, bro, it, it, it fit that piece. It fit that piece. You were just like, dude, I am not okay. Like, <laughs> fuck, fuck the world. I am not okay. Fuck this shit. <laughs> you fit it, anyways. Yo, so one of the first things I want to say, bro, first of all, you being our only guest today, it's going to be a lot focused on you. So I just, and you've also been booked for this entire month and you've come on so many times before. Like, so I just want to say you are one of our best and most persistent and consistent artists that we have. Um, and like, I just love, first of all, I want to say, I appreciate you being on here and I appreciate you being so consistent with it and so persistent with it. Um, say that five times fast. Um, so I guess the second thing I kind of want to say is like, I want to ask you like, what gives you the motivation to do that? Consistent, consistent. Like what, what pushes you to keep coming on time after time, keep writing so many things. You write way more than I do. And you like, you got so much buried in that vault. Oh, dude. Well, honestly, I just maybe I like looking at myself. No, I'm just I'm just fucking around. No, um, honestly, it's because that's why I do it. That's. But no, it's it's because I mean nobody has offered me an opportunity to come onto a live show and just spit. You know what I mean. So uh, I like the fact that I have that opportunity. It doesn't matter. You just came to me like, hey, bro, do you want to do this? And I'm like, why not? Excuse me. So, and since then, I've been on here a lot. I've heard a lot of the artists that come on here, okay? And I like the whole setup you have going on. I like how you bring people on here who probably have never spoken live before. And it's like a new level of confidence for people. And I like to see them bring that out. I like to see them try something different, try something new. I'm not on here to be able to share my pieces. I just like being able to be here with the other people that are live. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things that, like, I, that's why I, honestly, why I keep doing it week after week and what pushes me to keep doing it is the other people and seeing them and, but like I, I'm the host of the show. It may not seem like it, but I'm very introverted. I'm not good at talking to people. I'm not like, and you know, and you can. I mean, I'm sure if you watch the show, you can tell. Like, I'm not, you know, made to be like a, a you know, Howie Mandel or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm not a host. But yeah. um, I, I, nobody could ever be Howie Mandel. Let's get that very straight. Howie is a different breed. But uh, I, mean, yeah, I, mean, I mean, like, I'm not. I'm not one of those guys but it keeps pushing me to keep doing this because of the other people but like do you you i mean you get you find yourself getting still getting nervous even after so many times coming on the show and 
you know, performing? Like, do you find yourself like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I can be on camera and like do this? Because I do even hosting. Uh, oh, every single time I get on here, okay. I I have to really, I, I do a lot of practicing and I do a lot of hyping up before I come on to this show because a lot of the pieces that I write are very personal to me. Like I'm telling stories of my life and sharing it with everybody else. So the feedback that I can get live makes me nervous. But at the same time, if you got something to say, I appreciate the criticism. I appreciate anything that comes my way because it tells me what I need to do better as a artist myself. So any type of nervousness that I have gets washed away the moment I start speaking and realizing this is me. And if you don't like me, well, that's fine. Somebody else will. Right. I mean, and that's, that's kind of the whole thing of the show is showing how all be ourselves and we are all very very different and we have very different artistic styles um you know very different personalities but showing that we can all be ourselves and express ourselves um in our own way and then still end up connecting and still end up being and you know what i mean anyone who doesn't think that anyone who doesn't you know follow that line of reasoning or that line of thought like we don't really have in the circle man like it, you know what I mean? Like th- this is a place for people to, you don't have to vibe with every song. You don't have to appreciate every um, piece of art or it might not be your style, your thing, whatever. That's cool. But it's about more than that. It's about, you know, um, getting to know the people and the feelings and the expressions and whatnot behind the art. And um, I love that you like appreciate that and you, you understand that about the show and what it's all about. Um, that's great. And like you, like I said, man, you, you are one of our like staple artists. You are one of our staple artists. Every time, man, you come on here. Yeah, 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 you're good, man. You're good. Um, yeah, I, I just, the, 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 um, ability to have so many different talented artists. Um, and you're, you're good, man. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. I'm just keeping, you know, talking on the air. Um, you know, the ability to have so many talented artists, um, is not only mind blowing, but it's like motivational. It gives me that, like, even if I'm not feeling like writing or I'm not feeling like getting up on the mic or I'm not feeling like even showing my face, like, like you were saying, like it, it, it pushes me to be be better and and be something that I want to show to people, I guess. Yep. You know? Yeah. Real yeah, man. Um do you do you uh, you got something going on? Do you wanna you want me to like do a piece real quick while you figure shit out or uh, my my lady thought she was about to have a stroke. Oh no. So, uh, well I mean I think she'd be alright. Uh uh, We've got some medical difficulties, y'all. Hopefully everything's all right. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, we're cool. We're cool. We're you all right. You good? You good? Yeah, we're all right. I was just checking around to make sure she was okay. Yeah, make sure she sits down, breathes, drinks some water. Uh, keep an eye on her, too. Like, like yeah. nothing's more important than someone's health. Don't, you know what I mean? I'm sure. Uh, we're cool. We're all right. 
Worry, dude. So, um, you got you got a couple pieces you wanted to share with us tonight. Um, I got this one I'm doing. Uh, it's like I don't know if you heard me before. This shit's on hard mode. Yeah, you were telling me a little bit about it, and uh, I'm very, very, very excited to hear it. I'm I'm expecting um, to be a little surprised, a little shocked, because from what I know about it, it's not your normal kind of style. So, but without saying, without saying anymore, I don't want to spoil too much of it. Uh, what's it called? Uh, it's called The Beach. I got to pull it up real quick. All right, man. I will uh, pop it up on the screen and get myself out of here. I'll give you one minute. It's pulling up and get started. <clears throat> tip of the top and tip of the teeth. How much longer does it have to be? My eyes are heavy. I can't sleep. This insomnia takes over me in times of need to help me think it. I can't see the thoughts inside of me. They're broken like they're meant to be. I keep them stored away, away from me, yet I don't want them. Yet they stay, you see, so it makes my mind unclean. I disorganize this shore of mine because the water brings a tide full of trash, and I put it out for all to grab because it's all I have. It's all I'll give. The little pieces washed up just for me. I'll lend them out and hope to see someone lend a hand out and helps me breathe. The air gets short when I can't sort what washes up in front of me so my beach remains unclean. I'm breaching my mentality. The little thought that metaphorically this trash is abnormalities that haunt me when I can't sleep and no one helps. So this shore of mine remains of memories I can't forget. And some I can't forgive, but I still live like hopes and dreams will never give. Like broken promises are infinite. Like lies, there's always some in every story and like every lore is told differently. My story's long and I tell it poorly. So excuse me when I tell it the details lack and I suppose I'd expose my story of those who want it feel I should sell it. Then buy it. And I'll propose a toast to the crows that guided me the wrong way on a broken road that led me to this beach and kept every memory within reach. Kept every temporary thought that buried me knee deep and trapped me where memories seek creation at the cost of my own mental separation. See, this mental space is just rented. My thoughts fermented, drunk from the thinking, reeking chunks of memory dreary. Impending intentions lost when inventing, hoist myself up for the leaving. Suicide isn't the meaning. Free my soul from the tensions. Lesions cracked open the skull. I'm sick of the whipping, sick of the hits. I'm fighting back without weapons, but this pen looks like a harpoon. I'll throw it in hopes these words are inviting. Lighting my earth, I'm coming up from the dirt. And when life's full of hurt, you'll see me walking this beach, bleeding from the ears till someone helps me find my direction. So... How much longer does it have to be? My eyes are heavy, but I can't sleep. This insomnia takes over me in times I need to breathe to help me see the thoughts inside of me and break them when they need to be. Because when I can see these thoughts inside of me, I hire a way to make them clean. When I store them close to me, I get to see my mistakes up close when they don't need to be. When I organize this shore of mine, then everybody thinks I'm fine because the water causes riptides full of trash. And when I don't share, then that's when someone seems to care. So all the happy thoughts I give out and hope someone lends a hand out to help suffocate me when I drown in doubt. Hopefully they don't choke on what gets washed up just for me. See, the air gets short and I can't sort what washes up in front of me, so my beach remains unclean. Uh, preaching my mentality, the littered thought that metaphorically this trash is abnormalities that haunt me when I can't sleep and no one helps, so the shore of mine remains a memories I can't forget and some I can't forgive, so I still live like hopes and friends will never give, like... Broken promises are infinite. Like lies, there's always some in every story. Like every lore is told differently. My story's long and I tell it poorly, so excuse me when I tell it the details lack. And I suppose I'd expose my story if those who want it feel I should sell it. Then buy it.
and I'll propose a toast to the crows that guided me the wrong way on a broken road that led me to this beach and kept every memory within reach. Dude, holy shit. That was fucking crazy. Like, I was so sucked into the imagery in that. Like, I, like, I could, I had this, like, image of you. Like, you've seen, uh, you've seen, like, Spider Man 3, where Sandman is, like, trapped in the fucking thing, and his face and his hands just come up. Like, I, that's what I was picturing, like, you rising up to the dirt. And then, like, I just, like, literally just, but I was picturing it as, like, Oh, a mindscape, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was all happening inside of your mind, but it was, like, this fucking... Oh, my God, your imagery is so fucking clear. And, bro, that cadence. We gotta talk about that cadence. Like, where did that come from? Because that is not your, like... First of all, the flow, the rhyme scheme, it was so fucking... It was so fucking perfect. Like, the, like... It hit I, for me. It hit every. It hit every. Uh, and, and it's not like you had a beat going behind it, but it hit every beat of the story. You know, like a story beat. Um, and it hit every like emotional aspect um, as well. Like, but where did like where did that cadence come from? Where did you decide like okay, I'm just gonna slow it down and kind of more or less talk to the people. You know, there was a, a lot more eternal rhymes than, like, in-your-face rhymes because it was very poetic where you were spoken word poetry where you were kind of speaking and painting this imageries and whatnot. Well, see, usually I don't – whenever I'm going fast, it's usually because I'm talking shit. Okay, but in terms of when it comes to things that happen to me personally – like this one, I named it the beach because whenever I'm just sitting at night alone with my thoughts and I can't sleep, okay, then it's like I'm walking on a beach, all right, and I'm picking up the trash in my mind, but the trash is the memories that have made me who I am, right? So I'm not wanting to speak it in a way that is like upbeat and like I'm trying to be like, this is me as a, no, I'm just, it's basically, I'm always talking to myself. Right. You know what it so, kind of reminded me? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're cool. So it's like, I don't know. I have a lot of different things. Like one of my songs I have is called The Vault. All right. Like actually, ironic as that sounds. Um, and my whole brain space is just a box that I have locked. And I see it. It's crazy. I don't know. And the beach is just something that I do at night. I like the meditation. The beach is like my meditation zone. It kind of reminds me, and, and now uh, there might be some religious people on here who are going to get mad because I'm going to not quote the story verbatim and I'm going to mess things up. But there is a story in the Bible that I really like, and uh, my grandmother actually used to have it hanging on her wall. Um, and I believe it's called Footsteps. And it basically goes that a man was uh, walking at night and he was seeing his life laid out before him um, as if he was walking on a beach. And he sees only one set of footprints. And he said, and he, so he saw, talks to God and he says, you know, God, uh, or sorry, he says, um, in, during his hardest times, he only sees one set of footprints. Right during the rest, he sees two footprints because God is walking beside him on the beach. 
So he says to God, why during my hardest, the hardest times in my life, do I only see one set of footprints? Why do you abandon me and let me walk by myself? And God says, during those hardest times in your life, see one set of footprints because I am carrying you. And I am not religious. That was always like, that, that story always like really fucking touched me because you don't have to be religious for that, that story to have meaning to you. It could be a, a friend or a family member or whoever, like some during the hardest times in our life, we see one foot set of footprints because we need someone to lean on and someone to carry us, whether that's a higher power or that's a friend or whatever. And that just like, that always stuck to me. And it kind of reminds me of what you were saying about, you know, the, the, the mind, the, the mindscape of the beach in your mind and, and how it's like a, your, your life laid out before you. Uh, but yeah, that was, I really like that, man. Really you know, what's that. actually crazy about that. What's actually crazy about that is my grandma, had that same thing, and that's kind of what inspired it in the first place. Okay, oh, man. Like, you just said that because that's that's pretty that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's one of my favorites, man. I I like I said I'm not religious. I don't know a lot of stories in the Bible, but that's and my whole family is very Christian, very religious, and um, that was one of the ones that always stuck with me very very hard. Um, and so I hope if any of my older relatives are listening my grandfathers my aunts whatever um i hope they appreciate that because uh that they they did um have an impact on me i'm not uh, much of christianity thing i like spirituality but you know it has a lot of good advice yeah you know i mean that's and that's the thing about all religions dude is, is they're all made up of they all began with basically good people trying to teach basically good things through what yep. they what they believe was a higher power, whatever it is. And then they have like one thing that always stays the same: the golden rule: treat others the way you want to be treated. But Expect you do want to others will come back to you threefold. There's a million ways to say it, um, but it's literally the same in every religion. It's like don't be a fucking dickhead. And people won't be a dickhead to you. Don't be a dickhead and expect people to be nice to you because you, know, you, you exactly. get what you, you get what you give. Yeah. My mom like always told me, yeah, expect what you reflect. Expect what you reflect. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna come at me some way, I'm gonna come at you the same. So like you disrespect me, I'm gonna spit on your grave. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. My mom is actually the only one in my family who's not Christian. Um, she was actually Wiccan, and the way she did describe me, like I mean, obviously she was into crystals and energy and all, and a lot of the witchcraft stuff. Um, but she also, what she, the way she described it to me is, I chose Wicca because it's uh, the the apparently their one rule is that you're free to practice in whatever way you see fit as long as it does not harm someone else. Um, and so, yeah, she, there are a lot of like great lessons she ingrained in me, um, early on. And she, she chose, she told me that, you know, do on to others as you want to be done and, and treat others with respect. If you want to be treated, treated with respect, but she also taught me that there are those in this life that matter and there are those that don't. And the great thing is that you get to choose who the fuck those people are. You get to choose who opinions matter to you and who's don't. And the people that don't matter, they can't fucking hurt you. They exactly. can't hurt you if they don't matter. And 
You know what I mean? And so there's a, there's a, and it's not that you need to be rude or disrespectful to those people. It's just that they're, they, they're not, they don't matter. They're not part of your circle. They're not, your, their opinions don't have an effect on you. But yeah, um, like even, even, um, even though I'm not religious, a lot of great uh, religious like sayings and, and proverbs have been ingrained in my head uh, and had a big big effect on me. Um, so that being said, man, um, I uh, tonight is kind of a off show, as y'all can see. We have. Uh, just this one artist tonight, and so I went into the vault, and um, shout out to my mom. She would uh, definitely encourage me to step out of my comfort zone and um, share some of the stuff because she read almost everything that's in my vault at one point or another, um, and she, I mean, just obviously because she's my mom, she loved it all, but uh, I... I do honestly believe she was a very truthful person and she wouldn't just like, you know, she doesn't just like placate you and tell you what you want to hear. She's like, she's going to give it to you fucking straight. So, uh, and, and she did tell me that a lot of the stuff, uh, that I, even the stuff that I bury was good. So shout out to my mom and, um, I'm going to pull one out of the vault. And this is one that I wrote. God, I don't even fucking know, man. I'm going to drop my homeboy, Caleb, out of here real quick. I don't even know when I wrote this. Um, I think I was 15, 16. I was in uh, foster care at the time. Uh, this is a different style for me. So I hope you all like it. Uh, this is when I was doing a lot of just stream of consciousness writing. It's called The Sound of Silence. Hold on. The Sound of Silence. The Sound of Silence is a beautiful thing. I love music and laughter as much as the next guy, but sometimes the bliss and the blissful sound of the vast and unknown can be as intoxicating as a drug in its overwhelming simplicity and purity. As I sit in the silence, sightless, soundless darkness, I feel nothing but my own heartbeat, nothing but the own the fact of my own mortality pumping through me like the sound of a the music of a great drum. Constantly there, as if to remind me, all the sight and sound of this existence are but blinks of an eye in the great cosmos of space and time. As if to remind me that the sound of silence is the be-all be and end-all of everything. It is how we begin and how we end. Everything else is but an illusion to behold in its beauty and glory, but not to be held onto, because nothing gold can stay. They say music can change the emotions and thoughts of mankind. If so, what can absolute silence do? It's a powerful thing, silence. It's as rare as gold and as breakable as glass, but somehow it's always there in the air around us for those who are here to listen, or for those who know how to listen for it. Can you hear the nothingness? It beckons, and I answer it with bleeding ears. And that is the sound of silence. What'd you think, man? Bro, it's different. It's different, right? But that's nice. That's nice, dude. That was nice. I like that a lot, all right? Because that is facts. There is so much silence that it is actually deafening. 
if you were to just listen, right? Like that was a good piece. I like that a lot, Dylan. That was nice. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, to, like I like I said, that, I, I was writing a lot of uh, stream of consciousness writing, uh, and like it was just sort of I don't know. I was sitting. It was a long time ago, so it's kind of hard to remember. But I was sitting. I remember I was sitting on like um, my bed in in uh, one of the bathrooms I had, and I don't remember if it was when I had my room on myself or if I had a roommate at the time. But there was no one in there. And the lights were literally just like. Oh, oh, I I know what it was. I had this lamp that was like the light bulb was all fucked up, so the the whole room was just like really fucking. You know, it was just enough for me to like read a book or like write on my notepad or whatever. But I remember, and I was just sitting there, and it was you're not allowed to have electronics. You're not allowed. Like I write best when I'm typing on my phone, or I can teach text, or I can use a computer. But like it was just notepad, and good old fashioned like you know grindstone fucking pen to paper. Um, and I remember I filled up fucking two notebooks. I had this old leather one that's all water damaged and like wrinkly, and it looks kind of awesome that way. Uh, but I filled the whole thing up, and then I started a new one. But I remember, man, this one I was just sitting there in the silence, and I was just like, I was just listening to my heart, and I was just like, literally every single one of these is a fucking miracle. Every single and like and and then I and I was just sitting here like and I was also doing the I, I haven't thought sometimes and I was thinking kind of like what would happen if like I was laying here and I just my heart stopped and I died like how long would it one someone to come in the room and find me and like what would be the reaction and like I was thinking about like. I'm in such, I, I'm, I feel like I'm sitting in such silence right now that the only thing that exists is my heartbeat. Like, if that stops, like, I cease to exist. And, like, it was just, like, I, I don't know. It was just, like, I had, like, this morality, this split-second morality complex of just, yeah. like, what if, what if I just, like, just fall back into the darkness and fall back into the silence right now? Like... You know, you, babies, babies come out crying before that, they're completely fucking silent. What if I just fall back into the silence? Like, you know what I mean? Silence. Like, silence. I don't know. It, it, was a, it was a very weird thing. Silence is a lot to say. Just listen. You'll understand submission. Like, it's coils, reptilian, scales of concealment. Why reveal its resentment if you already get trapped in this veil of silence? Homie, let's go. Where did that come from? Well, that's from one of my songs called Hopeless. I had that whole thing memorized, dude. Like, oh, cause I, yeah, dude. I was in the same boat when I wrote that song. I was just sitting in silence, man. Like, just like, what if my heartbeat just stopped, man? Like, then I'd cease. I would cease. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like, it, it's like silent, like the sounds they make. Yeah, it's definitely it was it was definitely like a, a, a different uh, different direction for me. But like, and at that time, I was writing just a lot of different kinds of things. And so I'll I'll admit something is like lately I've been stuck in this weird like, uh, you know, kind of writer's block type of thing where it's not that I can't write anything, but I feel like I keep writing the same thing, and I and I and I need like that's why I'm kind of going back to some 
my older pieces and trying to like think about how I wrote things and how I was able to switch up and vary my style. Because I know that I'm very good at diversifying and, and writing different things. Um, it's just, yeah, I've just been stuck in this like, weird thing where I'm like stuck in like one kind of uh, vibe, like one, one flow of rap, one like rhyme scheme, I talk about demons and darkness and blah 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 and it's like, that shit's great, but like maybe maybe I need to like go back and study my old shit and that's kind of that's kind of what I'm what I'm doing a little bit by going back into the vault. You know? That's a good thing to do. Honest to God, that's very that's a healthy way to get out of a block. Because that's I have this notepad on my phone. I have two hundred and ten songs on it. And I go through that shit every day just for inspiration. You're uh, being in that mindset because I do. I have a lot of songs that are just the same shit rewrote, right? So I understand that. I, I like it's like you're staring at a wall, and like the wall tells you what to say, but you already said it. So I, I, I kind of and I've I somebody points out like a, a perspective to me online when I when I post a you know the problem, and I was and they said you know maybe. There, maybe you keep saying the same thing because there's something you haven't said yet. Maybe you're, you know what I mean. And and so there's there's also that thing that there is yeah, you can switch up your style, but maybe there's something, maybe your brain and whatever universal thing that exists or whatever God, the universe, whatever, something's telling you that you have more to say on the subject. Um, so that was an interesting perspective too. Um, to find it, kind of think about it, but um, yeah, I've gotten. I, I actually put the out on a couple of days on a couple of days ago on Facebook, and I got some pretty good feedback and got some pretty good suggestions from a lot of people. Um, you know, uh, but what do you what do you do when you have like a writer's block and you like get stuck in a certain rut or whatever? Like, what's your what message? Are you ask me, what do I do? Yeah. Well, oh, dude, honestly, I, I'm weird, okay? I will, whenever I hear writer's block, I will stare at a page, all right? And I will just keep looking at it, all right? And then I'll look around me, and I'll find subjects, like, uh, like how my song, for example, just because it's an easy example, I, I have a song called Rose Petals, and I was just sitting down at a park and I seen the leaves falling off of a rose petal. I'm like, you know what? That relates to me. I'll write about it. And then I'll figure out different ways to like write about a fucking flower petal and how it can relate to me. Or I, I have a song that's about a fucking plastic cup, alright? Or whiskey. That's like, so low cup. That, dude, yes. there's, a, there's a song about a plastic cup that is a smash fucking platinum hit. I swear I my red solo cup. Yeah. I, I can't, can't sing that. You're gonna copyright. <laughs> nah, nah, whatever. Yo, this show, this show, uh, we're 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 good to play. We're good to play music and stuff like that. We're not we're not gonna get. We're not big enough to get shadow banned, man. I was already telling you. I was like, man, listen. Oh, yeah. My dad said something to me. My dad said something to me earlier. I was like, you know, and honestly, it's great. Like, we do have a good following. You know, people watch. Like, you know, it is it is great, but it's still growing, and it's not to the point where like any big wigs at freaking YouTube are gonna be like, oh, shut him down, shut him down. This this little like kid from New Hampshire can't be singing freaking Eye of the Tiger on his show. It's, I am the tiger. It's the <laughs> like you know, you know what I mean. Like fuck him, fuck him. 
Fuck, fuck the monetization people. Fuck YouTube. Fuck them all. Uh, uh, no, not fuck you. I, I love you, YouTube. I love you. We're best friends. We're best friends, YouTube. YouTube, you're my best friend. I love you. <laughs> yeah, man. But like, fucking, like it, it. It's it's sometimes it get hard to pick a new topic, man. And and I like what you said because. Somebody actually suggested uh, to me, they were like, uh, I think it was my great aunt, and she said, um, go take a walk out in nature. And that's great. I, I really do love nature. I love going on hikes. I do get a lot of inspiration from hikes and stuff. One of my favorite places to write and come up with ideas is the top of a mountain that's actually like, say it's in my backyard. Like, I can see it from my backyard, but it's like, I gotta walk like 50 yards down the road and it's like down a trail, and then I go up the mountain. But it's like, literally, it's right there, and I go up the mountain, you can see everything. You can see everything man and but i was like but she said go for a walk and i was like listen have you i don't know where you live but if you look out my window right now everything is white and frozen but you look out my window you see cars road and snow <laughs> all snow man everything's frozen what do you mean i'm gonna go i mean that would be an interest you know what actually hey listen that's an interesting thing to write about People write about like leaves and flowers all the time. They don't often write about the dead shit. They don't often write about the, the cold and the, because nature, like winter, they think about it as bitter and harsh. Like it can be beautiful. Like winter, it has a beautiful life. You know what I mean? Snow, you kind of snow can shine. Yeah, it's kind of like an eye of the So, uh, you got you got another one of uh, your pieces you wanted to drop on us. Uh, what's this one called? I could fucking. This one's one of my favorites. The one I'm about to do now. I'm I, I'm gonna I have to say this right now because I always gotta make sure before I do a song about schizophrenia. I have to make the statement that I'm schizophrenia so people can understand the subject of the song. All right. This next song that I'm doing is called The Meeting, and it's about my schizophrenia. Like it's everybody sitting down, and it's just me having a schizo episode so i wrote this in the middle of having a mini seizure okay and all i could do to help myself was to write about it and Shit, this way that's interesting how do you pop this up here Make sure I look good. Forgive me for this meeting. These voices need a breather. Now it's only me, but subconsciously, I've fallen deep inside the old pink swirls. The line of signs that told me not to follow disappeared in the road now hollowed. No picture posted to lead me back. If yesterday done past, then another day's gone was as quick as the last. Moving with forward acceleration like molasses. But I've passed it. So what? For the next one to be the same, with harder acidic grain? Well, I'm mad at it. And like the Mad Hatter, when we're all mad here, the time goes slowly with nothing to do but breathe heavy. And wait till the door reopens, but I ain't patient. It's about to be busted off the hinges, because I'm tired of walking hard floors with no mission. Like the house is conspiring with my demons, not inspiring with my angels and taking in no essential credentials. Like, what do you do when your own door is a gun pointing at you so that when you touch it, 
that blast you. So when you finally open it, you see the world, but it looks different. When you realize you're getting older, you realize how cool every obstacle can be. And when every jump is a building and I ain't no Superman with heat vision, just reckless decision. So instead I blow through it to be stuck in the rubble and dust. Just don't realize that option blew it. I guess you could call it a nuisance if you was if you wasn't used to it. Now with three resets, dumb choices, and a path of buildings, yeah, I'm used to it. Now it's instinct to be in sync with critters that tear apart brain cells and leaves the litter for me to spit out later with every singular ballot. Pow. Another hit. I should just throw him in the towel, but this ain't a boxing match, just a clear path through hell. Like it's welcoming my steps. They're heavy but persistent, slow but consistent. If I'm the run through hell, then shit, hell don't miss just bullets. Full magazine sprayed through the fire, flamed rounds meant to pierce my tires, but I operate with steel fiber wires meant to propel electric steps and catch the devil by his neck. Twist, pull, and bend it from the vertebrae. So when I speak inferno, then hell will listen while the demons follow. Like I'm the leader meant to be, to rip a hole in the ground to release these emotions out of me. And every demon's a metaphor. Realistically, no angel ever resided inside to protect me and my demise. So why fantasize a heaven if heathens are the only things that make sense to me? Then let the corpse rot. That casket six feet in length, six feet in the dirt, a hearth full of hurt, stuck in a world where life is lived to die to co-side with demons rooted up from the earth. But I'm built to fight to bring light to the dark. But fuck that. If I'm born to die, then I'ma just live life till each breath brings me closer to death. A dog meant to fetch life birds of worth like sheep, but I ain't no shepherd staring a pack that lacks facts, but a trap that pulls tacks off the walls to restart the picture and create new images because everything old eventually dies like lost souls in the night. I look through eyes that have shattered sight like broken glass. If I get cut, then the road starts to get narrow. Or split a big fork and I get lost like every other tomorrow. When you can't feel the sorrow, you feel sorry for each mistake you borrowed. Like a deal, it's contract and fine print reads. You've been born. Good luck. Life's not meant to be followed. It's meant to lead on its golden steed and force you to drink its mead. While it plants new seeds and you're stumbling to find what it means. Shit. Then it rips the ground under you. Like a simple seam of cloth, each stitch of dream that seems so endless, nightmares start to possess their own fabric to replace that broth of string between the ribs so well it fits perfectly between the creases. A whole suit made black and white with a tie, engraved with my name, leaking a red dye. Bro, I need to start, and I, I did at one point with your last piece too. I started like writing down little fucking like notes of things that I wanted to touch on or whatever because you say so fucking much and there's so many metaphors and I'm like, oh, like I'm sitting there trying to pick it apart and then you say another one and I'm like I'm trying to pick that one apart like Mad Hatter bar like caught, like that one caught my attention like I, I really like that one like uh, well, that's, that's what I go ahead say it again because I can't quote it exactly. Like uh, like the Mad Hatter, when we're all mad here, the time does nothing but go slowly, but breathe heavy and wait for the door reopen. But I ain't patient. It's about to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, and, and the one and the other one that was like, what would you do if the door was your own gun and or something like that? Like, oh, it's like you, really? pointing at you so that when you touch it, it blasts you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. Like, oh man, that was like. What? Like, there's so many, like, vivid and descriptive metaphors, and you live away with words where it's like, I would never think to, like, your similes and, and comparisons and metaphors, or, like, I would never think to relate those things. I would never think to, you know what I mean? Like, you that, use that metaphor, or, or you know, like, you have just such a, like, creative way, and I love how it was, like, it, it, it fit all together as one 
cohesive, flowing piece. But it was, like you said, because it was a meeting of the minds. It, like, it was fragmented, but like they had somehow conjoined in the middle. Like uh, I don't even know how what to, what to like compare it to. But, like, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you had this way where it was like the Knights of the Round Table. You know what I mean? That's how it made me feel. Is like they, they, like you're not. And I keep saying this about Brenia and people who even feel like they have alter egos or alter personalities or whatever. It's, you're not fractured. You're not broken into multiple pieces. All those pieces are just cogs in a wheel, and they're all those pieces are pieces of machinery to help one whole thing move and operate the way it's supposed to. And like you show that more than anyone, using all your different like pieces and mindsets and personas to make one cohesive, like amazing fucking thing. The whole suit made black and white with a tie engraved with my name, leaking a red dye. Like that. That's oh. it's yes. Together, it's a meeting. I'm fucking dressed up. I'm ready. That one, dude. I love that one. They, that, that it was literally like I got a fucking wearing 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 my suit. Literally, my suit of armor. I wear like I I have this. I like to say that I wear my heart on my sleeve. You know, I, got I, I, I left. I literally do. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I got a little heart on my sleeve, but yeah. I literally. I use, you know, the only way for me to write and the only way for me to get my feet across is to use my, use and like, I, I love that line in that other one where you, you know, uh, say you were using the uh, javelin or a harpoon or whatever, and like, the, the, the pen, is, pen is always mightier than the sword, always mightier than the sword. And like, and I feel like I use my feelings as a suit of armor and a sword. Like, it, this is a battle. Like, I actually had a talk with uh, another artist a little uh, earlier, and I won't spoil too much. Maybe there might be some extra content coming up soon at some point, but we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, I had a conversation with another artist uh, not too long ago, and he. When he put his like tag, you know, he put his name and then under it he said, um, "Warrior of Word" or "Warrior of the Word" or something like that. And like that, he was and he was telling me he was like, "That's really what we are. We're warriors. I mean, we are, you know, warriors in a fight to help people and save lives and help our own, you know, mental health and get like used that in both ways to help other people and help ourselves. And like we are." warriors in in, in this battle um and i and i related it to um this song that by tom mcdonald called superman and it's about how superman isn't coming to save us we need to be our own we need to be our own superman we need to save each other we need to fucking, you know look out for each other and be our own heroes because superman ain't coming to fucking save us you know, and that's what, you know what I mean. That's why we're warriors. We love to use that shit as a, as a sword and, 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 and armor. I swear to God, man. I wish Superman was real, bro. Where he at? Where's Spider Man, bro? That's what yeah, I'm right. Where? I need someone to fucking. I need someone to come. Well, the, you know what I mean. Like the missiles, missiles are gonna start flying any day now, and ain't nobody gonna fucking catch them. Ain't nobody gonna fly out and go. Just fucking. Fly that shit into the fucking stars like Iron Man, bro. Nobody's here for that shit. We, we that gotta, we gotta do what we can, though. We make the world a better place before it blows up. That's, 
That's basically the gist of it. We'll try to get the blowing up, but you know, that's that's a long shot. We'll see. But um, fucking. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um. So, is there? I guess I guess I'll just ask you then. Um. Speaking of artists or, or Tom McDonald and kind of how that that song inspired um, that conversation and, and some of the things that I talk about and my piece and whatnot, are there any songs or artists in particular that are like big influences for you and that like have motivated you and in what ways have they changed your style and evolved you from what you were before you started listening to them or whatever? I like this comment. You listen to Juice World? Oh hell yeah, bro! Yeah. All right, legend man. That guy has got me through all my situations. Like one song I always go back to. Anytime I'm feeling down is Bad Energy. Okay, and anytime. Oh my god! Yes, that is my that is my fucking like. I, I that is that is that is my shit. That is the song that I put on when like. I just, like, I'm not, I, I don't want to go into work. I don't want to do the show. Like, I don't even want to get out of bed. Like, Turn that's that shit my off. song, bro. Drain, drain out bad energy. Forget the bad memories. Like, absolutely, yes. Yes, dude. Sometimes that shit hit. And then, dude, NF. NF got my head in the clouds. Anytime I want to write, I listen to NF. Okay, because yes. NF, he, he just connect with my mindset in such a way like when I grow up you know what I want to be I want to rap take a seat listen to my ridiculous dreams <laughs> I know it's kind of hard to believe yeah no literally bro you yeah you those are two of my I mean I went to see NF in concert and like even before I went to see him in concert yeah 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 it was it was it was amazing and not only did I see him in concert I saw my favorite album by him in concert because he, it was it was the year it was the year of COVID, so we didn't get to perform the previous album. So we performed yeah. it, the previous album and the new album at the same show. People didn't get to hear it because they didn't get to hear it during COVID, and it was all oh my this so the search. I think it's 2019 2020's uh, album the search, and front to back, that album is fucking perfect. Like it is. I could only hope to make ever make anything even half as good as that. That is that was like a masterpiece. There are there are hype songs on when I grew up is on that album. Like there are hype songs on there. There are fucking sad songs on there. There are like the deep emotional songs. Like and he just NF is just one of the most like that's his whole thing. NF real music like is the most one of the most real artists out there. And God, yeah. Do you want a human cup? No, sorry, tricked you. They just go away before I hit you. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. literally, literally, yeah. His, his entire fucking motif and his, his everything is everything that like. I mean, and, and I was talking about this earlier. Is like I, I say everything I aspire to be, but you can't, you can't, you know, take someone else's style and do it. Only NF can do NF. But only Lost Boy can do Lost Boy. Only Dylan Molly can do Dylan Molly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and, and, but, we, but we take pieces from these different artists and, like, I mean, Juice World, no one can do what he did, bro. This man would go in the, go in the booth and sit there over a beat, turn on, turn on a beat, and just freestyle a song for nine minutes, 
the edit it, or not even edit it, just like fucking mix, master it, put it out, and then the thing would become a smash hit over fucking night. Or something he just literally went in, but he freestyled everything, almost everything. Like, he. You Amazing. To- no one can do that. We can no. only hope to take pieces of his legacy and incorporate them into our own, you know, in our, into our own legacy. I swear to God, you ever listen to Juice World Shade 4 5 freestyle? Where he just raps for a fucking hour, just non-stop, just Eminem beats? All Eminem beats. Well, actually, so it was the second time he was on there. The first time he was on there, <laughs> he rapped the same amount of time on different beats. He came back and he rapped again for another hour on an Eminem beat, and that's what actually got Eminem's attention. Why they started working together with uh, Godzilla, and actually, there's a new song right now. There's a new song right now, and I actually want everybody to go check it out. Lace it, it lace, lace it, so and good. it is. So good. And listen to me, listen, all the kids out there, all the adults, everybody, listen to me, because these are two artists who their whole entire career have done. Pretty much nothing but talk about using drugs and how it affected their life and done doing stupid shit on drugs. And these are two people who really, really, really like to party. One of them died. One of them got sober and has been sober for now 12 years or something like that. And this is a song about, basically, it's it's Eminem version of a of a dare warning it's like a, it's a don't do drug song it's like, like he says at the end uh, my favorite and one of my favorite lines in the whole thing he says to the younger generation i ain't lecturing you just man just be careful when you and then juice world comes in and he goes roll it up lace it pop a few to chase it like you know what i mean like it's a song it's like man like i've been through that i've done that like i ain't lecturing you man like i know what it's like to have fun like it's it's cool like you pop it up roll it up whatever like you know have a couple drinks well have your fun, but like, man, be careful because look what happens. Look what happens, man. You're still ain't here anymore. One second can become a lifetime. Be careful. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and especially since I heard that song, like, it is so much, it has inspired me so much to, like, just not only just check on everybody, and not e- even if they're not going through substance abuse, but just, like, anything. Just check on people. Because you never know, man. Like, shit. Like, this, the, I saw this post on Facebook, and it had a picture of um, Mac Miller, and he was smiling. And it was Robin Williams, and he was smiling. And it was Kurt Cobain, and he was smiling. And um, they all they all killed themselves. Or, and uh, and instead, this is what this is this is what depression looks like. And they're all smiling, and it's like you you never know what the fuck people are going through. You know. I swear to God, R.I.P. Mac Miller, bro. Self-care, that's one of my two songs. He died on my 17th birthday, and self-care to me, I know he came out with another album after that, but self-care to me is, like, his last, because he came out with it when he was live, and to me, it's his last, like, and you, this, the video is him in a coffin. Like, what, they, they, like, they, there's, there's some, there's gotta be something to that, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, not a coincidence. The video of the, the video is him in a coffin, and it's self care. Like it's like everybody else take their bullshit elsewhere. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just him, him in a coffin, smoking a cigarette, like which is a symbol of death. If you think oh, yeah. about it, you know what I mean? Come out, so, come out that grave. He still get out that grave. You know what I mean? Like it's 
Yeah. He, he got he had something in his shoe, bro, and was digging that shit out, made himself out, smoking nope. a cigarette. It's so dope. It's so dope. <laughs> like Mac Miller self If you ain't heard it, go listen to it. Swear to God. Absolutely, man. I, literally, like there are there are so many artists, like new and old, that have like and I, not just like hip hop artists either. Like I, I like some of some of the greats, like ACDC, Metallica, fucking Shine Down, and and um, Three Doors Down, and Three Days Grace. These are a lot of the bands I listen to. Like they're they're yeah. newer, they're like early two thousands. Whereas like ACD and Metallica are, are older than that. But like I mean these these all of them are things that have just like stuck with me and just like inspired so much of my shit. And and I yeah. love that you have like such the same like piece of music. See one who used to inspire me whenever I was 16, 17 was Green Day, bro. And like I still will listen to Boulevard of Broken Dreams on a oh, fucking yes. Boulevard yeah, of Broken Dreams. Like it was uh, like one of my anthems. I would literally, I would turn this on. I was, I was that emo depressed kid that would turn like purposely go out and walk outside at night with the with my earphones in, listen to it just so I could be like walking down the pool. Like you literally like, oh, swear to God. Anytime I myself doing that, that is the song that I play, bro. That or oh man, you you listen to Jelly Roll, bro. I was just listening oh. to freaking. Uh, oh my God, man! Jelly Roll is like holds such a special place in my heart. He is one of my absolute new. Like I, I, I recent, I didn't recently start listening to him. I listened to started listening to him a few years ago, and like I really started getting into his stuff. And I just went to see him in concert too. I said, yeah, I, I, bro, I took, I took my girl to see, I took my girl we, to see him. We almost, what's that? We almost went to the same concert. I was going to go, but the guy that got a ticket for me and I was going to go with him, we ended up falling out. We almost oh, went man. to the same. <laughs> Yo, dude, it was amazing. And like, literally he has said so many things that like, just touched me. And like, he like, like, like they he talk, like when he speaks, it just touches your soul, bro. Like when he, whether it's in music, whether it's an interview, whether he's up on stage talking, like two things that he has said that stick with me the most are he said he said when he won the um the uh, national country music awards, um he said I want everybody up here to know the wind that the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror, mirror for a reason because what's in front of you is so much more important than one what's behind you and then he said at the concert that i went to he said it kind of follows along that same line is uh something that somebody said to him early on in his career i want you to work on progress and not perfection because perfection somebody said it uh, i think it was last week in my show or the week before in 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 her uh poems poet or uh perfection doesn't exist yeah, her, actually, I think her piece was called "Perfection Doesn't Exist," but I do, and yes. and it was yeah, 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 and it was uh, that about that very con- concept is you can't work on perfection. All you can work on is you because perfection doesn't exist, but you do, and exactly. yeah, it, the it's best. something that yeah definitely sticks with me for sure. Um, good. No, no, no! I was, I was. No, I was just. Uh, his song "Heaven." I hope there's a. I hope that. Smoking section. Okay. Mm. 
Smoking I, session, yes. I personally connect to that song. All right, like I have shit in my life that personally relates to that song. So right, that, that was the first Jelly Roll song I ever heard. All right. And I'm so glad that I did. And he said something at the beginning and the end of that song. He said, uh, and he explained it. He said, um, well, when when you're when you're fighting alligators, don't forget don't forget to clean the swamp. Yep. And it means, you know, when you're out when you're out here when you're out here fighting all these problems and these battles, whatever. Don't mean don't forget to make sure to take care of number one. Make sure to take care of you because, like, like you were saying, you know, or like she was saying too, is perfection doesn't exist. You know, but you do, and you have to take care. Of, you have to make sure you clean the swamp while you're fighting those alligators. You know what I mean? Make sure, make sure your own waters are clean. You know, and uh, it, it's uh, definitely something that like sticks with me. Everything he says, man, just like holds such a special place in my heart for real. Shout out to Jelly Roll. If Jelly and his amazing wife Bunny, shout out. I love your podcast. I love your music. If you ever want to collab, no, I'm just <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you ever want to collab on anything, music, fucking, we can we can make a fucking cooking video together. We'll make some fucking Kentucky Fried Barbecue Chicken. You can show me how to do it the old South way or something Sweet. like hey, whatever you want, man. Like Jelly Bunny, hit me up. <laughs> Yo, so um, hey man, like we've been here for about an hour. Dude. Is there any pieces, um, other any other pieces that you wanted to do before we kind of wrap up the show? All of them. I got one more. I was say, I mean, shit. Honestly, I could, I could do one more if you would allow me to. Hell yeah, man! There's, there's always room for more. You know that. All right, man. So what's this one gonna be called? Oh, right now. I'm doing it right now. Okay. Time like the present. <laughs> oh shit, bro. Uh, Wait, uh, man. Give you a minute. Uh, uh, uh. Hold on. I, I was, I was thinking you were gonna do yours, and then I was gonna find mine. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no you, are, you want me to do mine first, bro? That's fine. Like, I just usually end the show with my piece. That's all. No, go ahead. No, we're gonna do that. All right, I got it. I got it. Pills to the brain. What's it called? Pills to the brain. Pills to the brain? Alright, man. I'll drop my th- to the brain I take you. Every dose is toxin, but I bless you. Feel the pain inside turning, yet I still don't feel like this medicine could heal. Conceal the pain away in a restroom. I'm broken like always. My hands are down because I'm in my room hitting lines. I need pills to the brain so I'll feed you. Taking everything I own, yet here I am still coping with you. The fear I have with every single step. Every lesson you've made, but I don't. I won't listen. I've been contemplating crawling, but the anticipation I feel when you have me on my knees is like I'm dreaming. Free falling, a fucking angel dropping me, dangling from the roots of a cliff. Letting go is the only option, so let me be free. Hanging on to a brittle piece, everything I'm feeling up inside of me, it's taking over. I have these pills, I take them to the brain. For the sake of sanity, I don't want you. Pills to the brain, I feed you, and I can't conceal the damage I've taken. Breaking at that mental horizon, stake through the heart, I take you. Straight through the memory parts, take a line off of you. Puke up the bile, it'll be a while till you're normal. File thoughts free-falling, hanging from the roots. Maybe I just lose my grip. Strip apart the pieces and figure out the truth. Push away the monsters, push them out the booth till I don't see their problems. I'm contemplating nonsense, I work around it often. Like the past is tense. Rinse away old stains contained, but don't move past them. Stay in the sand. Take your life and put it in the brain. Pills to the brain, I feed you. Drain away my cells, but I fucking hate you. Rotten room slipping out your teeth. I need you. 
calm my nerves and take away the pain, take away the shame, take it to the brain, fuck around and figure out what it is that makes you. That's it. Shit, man. Yo, I like that. Oh, man. There was like this. Um... Fuck, I wish I wish I could go back and rewind it and fucking catch it again because like there was a, there was this fucking this rhyme scheme that was fucking uh it was uh fuck like it was you rhymed often I, I don't think about it often what was it past is tense that's the way old stain contained you don't move past them stain the sand and keep your life and put it in the rain. Hold on. That first part of that again? One more time? Contemplating nonsense. I work around it often, like the past is tense. Once a wheel stains contained, but don't move past them. Stay in the sanity and take your life and put it in the rain. Bro, I work around and I like I work around it often and then like when like the past is tense, bro, that one was good. That I like that. Like the past is tense. That shit's uh, anyone who didn't catch that, yo, that was good, bro. Like the past is tense. Like yo, that 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 whole bar right there, fucking like that hit. That hit home, bro. With Mac Miller and Juice World and Eminem, that's why I wanted to do that one because, again, be careful with what you do. Because the past could be past tense. The past could be tense, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, yeah, that was that was fucking awesome. Like, and that was like, it it was kind, it was it, like, it literally related to the to the Lacey, um song and the conversation that we were having, uh, and where it was like, I mean, art for for artists. I mean, you and me, we both have had had substance abuse issues and have have taken drugs and and so and so have they and like. It's like for us, for us to speak on it. It's not only like trying to help others, but like we were saying with everything else, it's it's trying to help ourselves. You know what I mean? And you, you, the way that the way that you write, and especially in that piece, it was like to some, to the untrained eye, the untrained ear, I guess, it could come off as like self-deprecating. But I saw that it was more than that. I saw it was reaching beyond and and thinking himself very self-aware and introspective um of just everything that it affects and the consequences and whatnot um i really like that so yeah i don't you don't want them but at a certain point man you need them at a certain point man it's not good for you at a certain point it's addictive at a certain point no matter how much you won't want it trying to get away from that is the hardest struggle you can deal with Right, and he, I mean, even like prescribed drugs. That's why I mean, and, and some people could, should, could argue that you know, if you have mental problems, you know, you know what I mean. You should stay on the medication. You shouldn't get off of it. But where does it become the line where these drugs that are taken that I'm trying to help me are going to affect me negatively and cause more mental problems and then physical problems too and destroy my fucking liver and shit? Like, at what point do these pills to, to the pills to the brain? Rot away your brain, you know. What what point does it stop? At what point does the war on drugs not become on fucking a, a guy lighting up a fucking bowler joint and become on the real fucking issue? Which they they they, they, they talk about this whole uh, you know heroin or or opiate crisis, the opiate pandemic, and.
And it's like, yeah, but you guys are the ones who fucking caused it. You guys, yeah. you guys. And it's not only that. And, and dude, Tom McDonald has this great line where he says, um, they created the problem to sell you pills that'll solve it. It's brilliant. And they literally fucking did. They create your anxiety. They give you these, they, they create your anxiety. They fear monger and they, and they bait you into thinking that you need it. And then you do need it. And then they make money. It's fucking brilliant. That's how it was with my schizophrenia medicine, bro. Is that I, I, I ended up, the schizophrenia silenced the voices. And because the voices were silent, okay, I liked that for a minute. But then I realized that I was very tired. I was very fatigued. And this and that. But see, they told me that I needed to take this to help me. So I kept taking them. And eventually I got so tired of not hearing my own voice that I kept, just wanted to, I just wanted to keep taking them. Like it was just a, a repetitive process. And I started taking them so much, it started giving me seizures. All right. And I was enjoying the seizures, and I had to get away from them. Yeah, dude, I fucking literally. There's, I, I've been on so many different fucking medications since I was ten. Since I was ten to when I was about seventeen, and I stopped. I stopped everything but fucking smoking weed and having a couple drinks. Like I stopped because it's it just like there's. I've been on so many different medications for this and that and the other thing, and it's just like I want to do all these things. Take on me like as they already like you know what i mean i'm already noticing things like you know i have stomach issues that may be related to the fact that i eat a fucking you know a fuck ton of bacon and grease and whatever the fuck else but it also could be related to you know the pills that were pumping me from you know like 10 years old and i'm not and i don't get me wrong i'm not blaming my mom for any of that you know she did what she did to help me the best that she could and she was against pills for a long time and they wanted to put me on actually when I was like 6 or 7 she fought against it for a while finally when I was like 10 or 11 like I did get on shit and like there was just so many different fucking things so many different side effects and we're not allowed you know we're not allowed to have cigarette commercials anymore there are certain products that we are not allowed to have commercials for and then also like with with beer and stuff there's certain that you can't have in those commercials. Products like over-the-counter drugs have these very happy, cheery commercials. Children and like dogs running on the beach and having fun, or like just like happy. And then it'll be a voice. It'll talk real slow and be like, "The side effects are this." Like, like, sound exactly like a bro. Like, it brings you, doctor. It brings you, doctor. If you have any of this, it's all side effects. <laughs> like literally the fucking attack what was that <laughs> yeah like literally fucking you know what i mean that they they sell you things that could kill you way faster than they could even help you and but it's you fucking take the risk guys it's okay Consult like fucking, i mean and i don't want to i don't want to start a whole in the comment section and have everybody fucking posting me and getting, oh, I have the shot, I don't have the shot, whatever. I don't care if you have the shot, but all I'm saying is, is it really worth it? Because, no. like, I know it. so many people who have got, and I just talked to somebody the other day who was literally, he was wearing a mask in my store, and I was like, oh, what's up, man? He was like, oh, yeah, I got COVID, and, like, I have the shot, and, and I and I was like, well, I called my doctor, and I'm like, what's the point of me getting the shot if I still fucking got the thing? Like, what is this thing do? Is it even, like, I, I mean, I, there's a lot to say on that topic, regardless, and I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to a whole fucking thing with people, the whole debate about, oh, virus, antivirus, like, a fucking injection, whatever, I don't care, I don't care, but I'm just saying, like, 
I looked at it as like, and I understand people who are old or at higher risk of that kind of thing, maybe they think, okay, yeah, it's, it's worth it, more worth it to, and it's kind of like, you know, maybe it's the whole seatbelt argument. It's like, yeah, you can die with you can die without a seatbelt, blah, blah, blah. Like, but, and some people feel more willing to wear the seatbelt. But I just feel like this virus was just a way kind of for them to keep track of people. And oh, it's crazy. You know what's crazy about the virus, bro? Did you know that they had cured in other countries, but we were still dealing with it? Japan had less than a thousand outbreaks. They and I, and here's the thing, bro. The masks, I will say, the injection, I don't fucking know about the fucking but the masks they work. That's just common but that's just common sense. Like it's just not just like it's literally, yeah, if I'm not breathing my fucking, what I ate for lunch in your face, obviously you're going to have less of a chance of catching something I have. Like, obviously, but it, it's not like masks to, like, save the world either. But it was literally, masks was something else where it was just, like, something people to fight over. Something for people to fight over. Something for them to divide, divide us on. And, oh, you're anti-mask or you're mask or you're what, like, and... That's that's why America had most of the problems is because everybody in other countries shut the fuck up and did what they were told. And I'm not saying that a lot of the things that like, but literally, like they they wore their masks. They in Japan they did, you know, they followed their procedures. I'd like to hear honestly a documentary about how they um, managed the pandemic. It'd be really interesting. I think there's some things in there that maybe, obviously it came from Japan, so there's a lot of conspiracies there where, you know, it'll come from you, maybe you want to protect your own people, but regardless, I won't get into that either. All I'm saying is that, um, you know, they didn't, they weren't divided. People weren't divided, I guess is what I'm saying. And, and it, in this country, it just feels like there's so much, like, left and right and, like, you're one side and you're the other side and this and that. And in other countries, everybody else is just kind of like on the same page. I know it's because a lot of them are in dictatorships. I'm not saying that a dictatorship should be good. We almost had a paper. But it does keep people united sometimes. You know what I mean? On that front. On that front. Sometimes it it does keep people united. Democracy is great because people have free choice. But on the other hand, it's like enough rope to hang yourself. Just enough fucking rope to hang yourself, and that's that's what we the, the the government does is they give us you know a whole fucking um, they give us a length of rope to fucking and, and they want us to hang ourselves with it. Uh, this the, this Facebook user, um, I'm sorry, just a Facebook user, your name is popping up, but um, they say if they keep us fighting against each other, we can't fight back against them, and that's the plan. That's absolutely fucking right. That's absolutely fucking right. That's the plan. Divide and conquer. I get, I get fucked up about how the poor get poorer and the rich get richer. Well, that's fucked up. <laughs> you know, we're gonna be getting into too many topics, Dylan. You gotta, you gotta get to your piece. All right, I'll get this out of here. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap us up. I'll wrap us up. But hell yeah, man! Thank you for fucking coming. And like, anytime you want to come on and uh, just literally just shoot the shit, we don't even have to do poetry. Like, we're literally half of this fucking hour and twenty minutes or whatever. Shooting the shit. Anytime you want to come on, just shoot the shit, man. Like you are more than welcome. It's been a fucking wonderful show. I have one more piece that I'm gonna.
I'm gonna do before we wrap up. But like, dude, thank you so much. Yeah, you no problem. I'll be on here every week if you want me to be, bro. I like coming on here. It's nice. It's cool to talk to you. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of interesting things that happen in the show. Absolutely, man. And shout out to my dad um, and anyone else who was watching and commented and participated. Um, thank y'all so much, and we could not do it without you guys either. Like, you guys make this show what it is. Um, and uh, yeah, thank y'all so much. So anyway, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna do this one one piece, which is. You know, somewhat of a different style for me. Um, I also wrote this back in the day when I was in um, uh, placement or foster care, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, it, it's been tweaked a little bit, but it, the, the meaning has stayed the same. And this one is called The Suicide Note of a Chronic Procrastinator. So without further ado, let me get into it. <clears throat> When you've eaten the last Dorito in the bag, you'll want to kill yourself. When you can't find the remote to the TV, you'll want to kill yourself. When you finish your last cigarette, you'll want to kill yourself. When masturbation has lost its fun, you'll want to kill yourself. When you've listened to the same song 99 times in an hour, you'll want to kill yourself. When your phone won't charge so you can listen to that song for the hundredth time, you'll want to kill yourself. When you can't think of the next line for a poem you're writing, you guessed it, you'll want to kill yourself. The only question you ask yourself is, why haven't I yet? But you know the answer. The knives are all the way in the kitchen, and that's much too far to walk. Besides, if you went into the kitchen, you might find there's another bag of Doritos for you to get through before you go. You could go to Walmart and buy a gun, but then you might just end up buying a new remote and finding a new series to binge. You could always go out and buy a new pack of cigarettes, but that would kill you much too slowly, and you want to go out fast like a bad race car driver. You could get a rope and do it the old-fashioned way, but you might find out that you like being choked a little too much, and you'd rather not your, your family not find you hanging from the ceiling with your junk in your hand. You could get creative, climb in the tub with your favorite toaster, plug it in, and finally feel what it's like to be a lobster, but that would waste electricity you could be using to charge your phone so that you can die listening to your favorite song. And if none of that works and you get really desperate, you could always just jam a pen in your neck. But then, how would you write the last line of your suicide note? Don't kill yourself today because there will always be one more thing for you to procrastinate over. Because there will always be one more bag of junk food to cram in your face. Because there will always be one more song to listen to. One more cancer stick to smoke. One more bad sci-fi rerun to get through. Don't kill yourself today because this is not a suicide note. It's a to-do list. And there really is so much to do. And that is suicide note of a chronic procrastinator. What do you think, man? I like that a lot. I like the humor you put into that, bro. I like the idea that you had there. Instead of suicide, just procrastinate. Like, kind of like how I see it, Okay. Like, there is always something else to do. No matter what, there is always another step you can take. No matter what, there's always another thing happening. Life is full of experience. You just need to experience it, whether you procrastinate. We, we as human beings, procrastinate over everything. I mean, I mean everything. Who we're going to elect the president, whether we're going to go to work in five minutes or we're going to delay another three minutes because, like, we really don't want to. Like, we procrastinate over everything. You know, because 
life is like there always is more to do. There's always more to do. You know, your your life might suck. You and that's why you know, and you might not feel like you belong here or whatever. But there's always more. There's always a future. There's always more to be done, and and who knows where you're gonna be five minutes, five weeks, five years from now. You know what I mean? About the experiences that we have along the way, and like like I said, man, we procrastinate over fucking everything. So you know what? If you would need one reason not to kill yourself, it's because you can't stop fucking procrastinating, man. It's, like you got it. You gotta go fucking. You gotta go open another cigarette. You gotta go eat some more Doritos. Like there's. There's, there's, there's more. There's more to do. There's more. And there was, those were always like, okay. So I started that poem like I was writing it. I was just like I was kind of the stream of consciousness. Kind of I was just kind of like you know just annoying, irritating things that everyday people deal with that I deal with that just you're just like oh my god, fucking remote. I'm gonna fucking kill myself. Like, you know, and you don't like really mean it in that moment. It's like a metaphor, like oh you know whatever, but. I just kind of took that metaphor and I was kind of playing with it. I was just like, yeah, man, shit. And when you you fucking want to get, but then I, you know, I was trying to kind of uh, focus it in, and, and you know, yeah, that's one of my poems where I do bring as much humor to it as I can. Um, my dad, I believe, this music says, um, "That's it. Too many things um, you will miss. You will never know how things turn out if you leave the show early." And then, I mean, yeah, that cool correlates life and the show, I mean, like, and that's what we, we were saying at the beginning of the show, is everybody has their own unique talent, everybody has their own unique thing to bring to this show and to bring to the world, and to overlook that is, is narrow-minded, and it's complete, and it's complete oversight, and, and I think that what's so great about this show is that we have people that can look, look pat, like, you know, See the forest and the tree. You know what I mean. They can, they can, they can look, they can look past and they can look deeper into it. Um, and you know, if you, you know, like he was, like my dad was saying, um, you know, if you don't stay for the end of the show, if you don't experience all it has to offer and take it all in, then how do you know what you're missing? You know. Um, but yeah, absolutely, man. That's, I'm glad you understood it, and I'm glad that you thought it was a little funny, at least. What? I like the line about the whole <laughs> the being embarrassing and you're hanging out with your cock in your hand. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that line, okay, I can tell you what. That line went through so many changes, because originally, like, it's such a weird line to put out there. And it, it's like, I'm trying to be funny with it, but, like, I gotta hit the right fucking... Funny. And and uh, originally, I think the line was something about uh, it was literally it said uh, something about, like auto auto erotic asphyxiation or something like that. And I was like, okay, first of all, people are gonna try to uh, try to understand what the fuck I just said. Just trying to understand what the fuck I just said to laugh and get the joke. So I'm just gonna stick with you know masturbating, hanging from the ceiling with your fucking hand, like because that's in the image that people. Uh, my dad said we thought about it that much and keep editing it. 
Listen, man, I'm an artist. That's my fucking job, all right? That's that's what I do. And it's gotta, like, listen, you gotta polish it till it shines. Metaphorically, metaphorically speaking, you know what I mean? You know, Bro, you're gonna polish it up. I don't. Oh, fucking. <laughs> oh, no. oh, shit, man. Well, anyway, on that note, I think that's that's a great place to wrap up the fucking show. We ended on a funny note. We're going to end on a fucking. We started on a funny note. We're going to end on a uh, funny note. And uh, yeah, that's. Yeah. My, my dad was like, should we wrap up the show now? That's, that's a wrap. Fucking. <laughs> All right, man. Yo, thank you for being here. I appreciate it so much. Shit has been fucking dope, and I can't wait to have you back on. Anything you want to say to me or to the people before I fucking get us out of here? You ever see that when Eminem went to an interview and he said something about it was like 10 words of advice for kids that Eminem had? Yes, it's one of my favorite. Uh, don't do drugs. <laughs> don't do drugs. He also said, no one ever regretted a tattoo. He also said, see Toy Story 3, boys are back in town. He also said, if I sign something for you, and I see it on eBay, and you go home, I'm going to do everything. <laughs> now, with that being said, thank you, and good night, everyone. Peace out.